When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Pucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson. And then second period becomes this give-and-go battle the entire time. I can't really say that it was in favor of one or the other, but I will tell you this. In the post-game press conference when I was asking Coach Cooper about the defense's performance, particularly Victor Hedman and Zach Bogosian, he was saying how this is probably one of the most sound performances this team has had as a defense. They weren't creating so much time and space. They weren't being thrown on their heels so much. They were able to react and respond in in tight situations, and they kept their composure through every single situation. So whether it was a bad bounce, bad pass, uh, it didn't throw them out of their structure. It didn't throw them out of their game. And Victor Hedman and Zach Bogosian were a huge part of that success last night. So. Coach Cooper, while he did rave about Hedman and Zach Bogosian and about the sound 60 minutes of hockey that his team fought for, he also mentioned that if there was a period, if there was a time that this team did beat themselves, it was in the second period. He just didn't love the fact that they were able to give off that goal to Marshawn. Um, again, it was a timing and angle thing. He feels like it could have been slightly prevented. There was a lot of goalie interference situations that Uh, took place last night on the ice, one in favor of the Bolts, one going against the Bolts, and it was just an untimely fashion um, that that all came about. So with that, Coach Cooper said if there was a period that they would beat themselves, it was only in the second period, and it was probably only in the last six minutes, and that would be him just nitpicking at the team's performance, not something that he would have said in the typical overview. So it's always great to have Coach Cooper give us insight because it helps us pay that much closer attention and shows you why this team has the ability to go as far as they've gone the last three seasons and potentially will go this season. It's those small details. We've talked about that here before on pucks and bolts. So with that second period kind of going back and forth, as I mentioned, this is the one time that the bolts kind of got close to getting in that shots on goal range, but a lot of big saves between Vasilevsky and Allmark. And then you get into that third period. Now the conversation in the second intermission heading into this third period was nice and simple. Anthony Sorelli, Victor Hedman, and um, Coach Cooper talked with us after the game and said the biggest conversation we had when it came to facing off with the Boston Bruins was for the Bolts to not beat the Bolts. If you are a Tampa Bay fan, that sounds familiar because that was the running theme of the Buccaneers. We won't get into all of that, but Tampa Bay has this unfortunate way of beating themselves in almost every sport. So Knowing what the Boston Bruins bring to the table, knowing that it's not just one key guy that gets things going. All of these guys have such a skill set and their chemistry is just on fire right now. They don't sit on the top of the league with 38 wins, six losses and 80 some odd points for no reason. So it was the fact that Coach Cooper truly believes that any loss that they've had this season, most of them, he said, has come because the Bolts have beat themselves. So the biggest conversation in that second intermission was do not go out there and give the Bruins this game. Do not go out there and let off the gas, but do not be a bull in a china shop. Don't try to force plays. Don't hold your stick too tight. Don't make all of the common mistakes that we've made throughout the season and give this team a leg up. 
We are now dead even with one another on the third period. Third period has been the Tampa Bay Lightning's comeback period. They have commanded 90% of the third period games they have had this season. Statistically, they score the most in the first and third period. Go take a look at those stats because it's very eye-opening to see what this team has done, even if they don't control the scoreboard in the first period, have a sloppy second period and a resurgence in the third period. So third period comes out. It's Braden Point from Nikita Kucherov and Steven Samkos getting on the board 58 seconds into the third. And this, if we know anything about the Tampa Bay Lightning or in hockey in general, was the momentum swing that this team needed. And they started to play so confidently after that. They started to switch some things up on the line. They weren't relying on special teams to get the job done. They weren't making stupid mistakes. They weren't even allowing big physical moments to take place. Um, you saw some moments where there were guys trying to kind of egg on Steven Samkos and get a reaction out of him to see if they can get any penalties going. And the Lightning were very disciplined. So I have to say that the biggest key from the third period was the discipline that they came into it with. Unfortunately, two minutes, 24 seconds into the third period, it's the Bruins that find a way to get back on the board and level the scoreboard yet again. And this was another moment that the Tampa Bay Lightning could have been defeated or lost their momentum or started to get out of their structure, lose discipline, all the long list of things that we typically would be talking about at this point in time versus a team like the Bruins. Um, but it's not what happened. Another look, quick little line changes, trying to see what, what synergy they can kind of get going there. It was Steven Stamkos on that second line that really started to help keep get his team back into a successful play. But it comes back to the defense for me personally, because it was Ian Cole. It was Eric Chernock. It was Victor Hedman skating for dear life. And it was Zach Bogosian. Bogosian probably played the best 200 feet of hockey of his career. And I say this because not only was he dominating on the blue line to keep the puck forward to help his forwards have opportunities, but he was able to backtrack so quickly, his transitioning from zone to zone, was perfection and he's a big body so not only to get back and get in front of Vassy to protect him he was body checking guys way out of the way to make sure that they didn't even have a chance to line up a shot and just to get back on the offensive attack and hold down the blue line so Zach Bogosian had a hell of an athletic game last night versus the Boston Bruins I got a chance to ask Victor Hedman about him after the game when he laughed and goes well, he's a big dude, but nobody realizes that he's not afraid to put shots on goal. And on top of it, you don't want to go one-on-one -on -one with him when it comes to checking because he's probably going to win. And that's exactly what we saw last night. We saw Bogosian winning when it came to physicality, fearlessly putting, putting puck Steve for his team and just helping them set up in the best ways possible. And so I think between Victor Hedman and Zach Bogosian and what they brought to the ice, what they brought to the blue line last night, helped those forwards not overthink the situation. We know the Tampa Bay Lightning are that team that has a tendency to just overpass. And I think they picked up on that early, especially after that goal came from the Boston Bruins to get the, the game tied again. So their adjustment there was to just start getting the puck forward. They started to catch up on shots on goal. They were Boston Bruins probably had them lapsed by almost 12 more shots on goal, and they minimized that margin towards the end of the game, which just shows you how on fire they were in the third period. All that. And then you start getting some breakaways. You got Brandon Hagel with a beautiful breakaway, but he's denied by Allmark. Then you've got another breakaway by Ross Colton, denied again. Then you've got Braden Point, who had this 
beautiful breakaway. Of course, he puts up the speed that we all know that he has. The puck gets a little too far ahead of him. He tries to get a stick on it to pass it into the net, and then it goes past the net and bounces off the boards. But who's right there to clean up the rebound? It's Victor Hedman. And without blinking or thinking twice, Victor Hedman rips a shot from the left circle and hits the goal. And the beautiful part about it is Allmark was obviously distracted because he was trying to make sure that Braden Point's goal or scoring attempt didn't happen. So he's completely off of his feet, dove into the ice when Victor Hedman took that quick opportunity and nailed the goal, landing it in the back. And then comes the biggest conversation that this team always has in this moment. Now they have a lead yet again. Boston Bruins are an offensive firepower of a team. They're physical. They're tough. Do you completely just transition to playing defense, or do you still attempt to score goals? And there's been a couple of games where Coach Cooper has said, you know, at that point I would prefer our guys to just go and play a sound defensive game, or no, we still need to have an even distributed attack, try to get goals on. He doesn't like when a team gets to that two and three goal mark. Um, the Boston Bruins having two goals, Coach Cooper said, was already too much. What this team chose to do last night was not completely go on the defense. They decided to still have an even attack against this game and try to get pucks on goal versus one of the best goaltenders in the league. First period, Tampa Bay Lightning only had seven shots on goal compared to the Boston Bruins, 13. Second period, 13 to the Bruins, 14. Third period, 15 to the Bruins, 12. So you can see that they primarily decided to stay on the attack. They were trusting the deep pairings behind them, and the defense came up strong for these guys. You could see how protected Vasilevsky felt. And, of course, this conversation has no merit without mentioning the performance that Andre Vasilevsky had between the pipes. He came out with some spectacular saves, especially the first 10 minutes of that third period was crucial. There was two key goals that could have gotten past Vasilevsky, putting the Bruins up above the Bolts, making the Bolts chase the game, and that was not the case at all. I don't even know how to explain Andre Vasilevsky's vision other than saying that if 30-30 existed, the big cat has it. So some statistics that were important that played into the success for the Tampa Bay Lightning last night were not their shots on goal, even though they closed out with 35 shots on goal compared to the Boston Bruins' 39 shots on goal. As I described, those first 40 minutes of hockey, there was a big margin between these two teams' shots on goal and the Lightning were able to catch up in that third period. It was the physicality that they brought to the team, um, that they brought to the ice. And it wasn't just Pat Maroon bringing all, all the hits in. It was Ross Colton and Brandon Hagel. There was a lot of words that went down last night that had Brandon Hagel really pissed off. And pissed off Brandon Hagel is actually quite the NHL player. Uh, also, Corey Perry, he did not like a lot of things going down on the ice last night. So you saw him in a couple of tangles and he dropped the gloves twice before heading to the box. But this team wasn't drawing stupid penalties. It was more they were protecting their goalie because of the goalie interference issues that I mentioned earlier in this segment on pucks and bolts. And then it was also the fact that they were just protecting each other. You know, one extra hit on Braden Point was too much. You saw the guys go to war over that. Brandon Hagel can hold his own. He tried to flip somebody over the bench, over the Bruins bench to send them in. Um, their level of protection with one another has started to play a larger role in all of these games. And I think it helps a team that's always been known to be quick 
and just speedsters to be a lot more physical and a lot more fearful in that aspect. And it's not always coming down to the stay at home defensemen. Um, you're seeing a lot of these forwards step up. Of course, that's what Nick Paul was brought in for to play on that bottom six as Ed and Cena mentioned to us on the last episode of Pucks and Bulls and be more of a physical element. No one expected him to be a scoring tornado. And now he's making career milestones in this season alone. With all that said, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning closed out last night with 30 hits compared to the Boston Bruins' 26, only eight giveaways. So staying under that double-digit conversation that we're always having here on Pucks and Bolts, double digits is too much for giveaways. That's when Bolts beat themselves. So while there were some sloppy pass issues, there were still so many key moments where this team played such a tight niche movement up the ice. They weren't trying to make these stupid passes. Um, they were relying on the fact that they knew who was going to that their teammate was going to be at the right place at the right time. They had a couple cute moments, but not too many. And that came in the second period that probably was not the most favorable period, but I think the fight was still tremendous in the second period. Nine block shots to the Boston Bruins, 11 block shots. So at moments, they definitely kept the Bruins on their heels. And then penalty minutes, 13 to the Boston Bruins, 15 penalty minutes. Um, the bigger overall picture that I would say with this before I get into cherry pickers is that there was a couple people that felt like the Boston Bruins beat themselves last night. But I, I dare you to go back and watch the highlights from this game and say that this wasn't just a game where the Tampa Bay Lightning played that much better. Two of the best goaltenders in the league between the pipes, two all-stars on the ice, arguably another all-star that should have been in the conversation and then some. I think that the skill-to-skill, -skill, the head-to-head -head matchup was a great man in the mirror situation and the Tampa Bay Lightning were able to come out on top. Look at the review of the last two matchups as these teams have had. That game in, in Boston was winnable for the Tampa Bay Lightning and it wasn't going to be the top two lines that made it happen. It was going to be those bottom six guys and they just waited or they weren't able to turn it on until it was too late. There's only so much clock to make some magic happen. So a very winnable matchup for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Very happy they were able to win it, extend their win streak to 11 on home ice.